0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Let's welcome in the head of Guillotine Leagues. He is Paul Charchi, and to answer our fantasy football questions, up, Brock Purdy did not look good. In fact, he looked awful last time we saw him what are the chances he bounces back against Washington
1: hi Sean uh chances are great because it's Washington this is a terrible pass defense the worst in the league it's not close so you know once they traded away sweat and young it was game over for this defense here's where they, they currently rank against the pass fantasy points allowed dead last touchdowns allowed dead last passing yards allowed dead last depth of target 30th uh, they held sure they held Trevor Simeon in check last week. That does not count. Uh, prior to that, they had allowed multiple touchdown passes in ten of the previous eleven. Brock Purdy is my number one ranked quarterback for this week, and love his receivers, as you can guess, like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, all sitting on big games. Sean,
2: so you think that what we've seen from Brock Purdy before last week is more of the real Brock Purdy?
1: Yeah, and even if he's not fully back, you know, mentally, whatever, Washington will give it up anyway, so it doesn't right. matter. I mean, this, you know, at this point, there's only about three quarterbacks I wouldn't start with, you know, with relish against Washington. Trevor Simeon was one of them. That's that is about it.
2: Let's stick with the quarterback position charts. Where Matthew yeah. Stafford has been awesome, probably playing the best football of his entire career. Got a really good matchup against the Giants. That seems to me like that's the guy you want if you could hand pick a quarterback coming up for your fantasy football final.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a good opportunity right here. Stafford's season's pretty fascinating, Sean. The, you, you rarely see a season that just gets cleaved in, in two parts so cleanly as his does. Those first nine games for Matthew Stafford, he was averaging one touchdown pass per game, and he ranked his fantasy quarterback 23 wow. right between Desmond Ritter and Mac Jones, mm. both of whom would go on to be benched repeatedly, And since that ninth game, in the tenth game forward, he's fantasy quarterback two between Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, averaging 280 passing yards and almost three passing touchdowns a game. You mentioned Giants are coming up. On paper, they look like a middle-of-the-pack pass defense, but they're really not. Good quarterbacks hammer them. Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Tua, Josh Allen, Brock Purdy twice, averaged 312 yards against the Giants. So, you know, Stafford's in that class of passer, and I think he's sitting on a nice, very nice game here.
2: Charge, what if you could have one of those Rams wide receivers for the next couple of weeks, or if your fantasy final is coming up this weekend, which one do you take?
1: I want Puka because of the consistency that he has brought, and I've got him sitting at a, at a very nice ranking as, as number six in my, in my rankings uh, this week. So uh, over the last four weeks, both Cup and Puka, uh, have had one hundred yard weeks sometimes you know together sometimes one sometimes the other but puka's yardage totals have been a lot more consistent um and the giants have allowed the six most receptions to the position so that's it's gonna be another boom day probably for both of them they're both my top eleven so I you know I like them both a lot here
2: talking some fantasy football with the best Paul Charchin of guillotineleagues.com, back on six ten sports radio Paul let's stick with the pass catchers my guy Travis Kelsey His numbers look great, although kind of inconsistent based on what we're used to. Is this a big game for Travis?
1: Well, yeah, great's a little strong. Um, You know, for those of us that are used to greatness from Kelsey, we haven't gotten that. We've gotten goodness from from Kelsey to this point. Uh, But, man, is the opportunity fantastic in this game. So, I want to believe, by the way, last five weeks, Travis Kelsey's fantasy tight end 10, right, just ahead of Chigakonkwo. So you know that we won't call that great, but here's here's the Bengals against tight ends, Sean. Fantasy points allowed second worst in the league. Receptions allowed second worst. Receiving yards allowed the most receiving yards allowed to tight ends. So a great opportunity for Travis Kelsey from Homes too. By the way, the, over the last five weeks, Cincinnati has given up the most passing yards. And Sean, get this: here's the here's the opposing quarterbacks that have that, that have fueled. Cincinnati to give up the most passing yards. Mason Rudolph, Nick Mullins, Gardner Minshew, Kenny Pickett, and Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Beathard splitting wow. a-, a game. Those guys have eaten up Cincinnati. So I gotta believe. I got. You know, if there's ever an opportunity for the big bounce back, this is it right here.
2: Speaking of quarterbacks, we got a great matchup: Baltimore against Miami. In the fantasy world, if you could only have one of those quarterbacks, Tua or Lamar, which one you playing?
1: You know, it's Lamar by a fair margin. You know, Tua's Tua's fantasy numbers are pretty disappointing in a way that I think most people don't understand. He's had just two touchdown passes over his last three games. He's only thrown multiple touchdowns, which is not a high bar. So Multiple touchdowns, two or more touchdowns in two of the last seven games. That's it for Tua. And here comes Baltimore's defense. I want no part of that. Tua's way down at quarterback 14 this week, whereas Lamar Jackson's up at quarterback three. And the, it's not so much that the Dolphins are are a bad pass defense. They're okay, but they've also feasted on some bad quarterbacking, a lot of it in their own division, and good quarterbacks generally get it done against them. Well, I think Lamar's going to be in that category here.
2: What do Jalen Hurts managers do? I would assume if they've got him for the championship, they rode him, drafted him high, so you just play him at home against Arizona. But the oh, yeah. body language, the health, is that a sure thing?
1: I thought he looked a lot better Sean this last game. And I agree, you know, after they went through that brutal stretch where they were just playing great team after great team after great team and at the end of that he looked bad. I thought I thought the body language and just the, you know, the fact that he wasn't limping around the field. I thought it all looked a lot better last week and here comes the Cardinals. I mean, this is, you know, it's it's not it's the defense is not as bad as the rest of the whole team is. Jonathan Gannon's done an okay job, and obviously he knows Jalen Hurts intimately, but Hurts-level passers generally dominate the Cardinals. They've been able to stay quasi-competitive against bad quarterbacks, good quarterbacks get it done, and this feels like a a very good opportunity. And last week the Cardinals let Justin Fields run for almost 100 yards on a touchdown, and so Hurts should be able to help you on the ground and through the air this week.
2: You know who's been weird this year when it comes to fantasy football, and I'll say this for the last couple of years is Josh Allen because everybody drafts him high. He's got mm-hmm. the big arm, but he also turns the ball over. What say you coming up on Sunday's game versus New England?
1: Yeah, I, I like him here. New England is a tough matchup. To be clear, though, um, you know their their secondary and their pass defense it slumped in the middle of the year when, in the same week, they lost their star rusher Matthew Judon and then they lost their their first round cornerback Christian Gonzalez. But over the last about five, six weeks, they're right back to being great again. Um, Josh Allen became the the first quarterback to total at least 40 touchdowns in four straight seasons last week. And so the productivity has generally been there uh, over the course of this season. And he always helps you on the ground as well. He's my number five, five ranked quarterback this week.
2: Speaking of quarterbacks, we got the unibrow going tonight. Joe Flacco trying yeah. to continue this run against a Jets secondary that's really good. I mean, who saw this coming from Joe Flacco on Mama's couch just a month ago? Now, if his name wasn't, you know, DeMar Hamlin's going to get the comeback player of the year, but the guy that probably has played his way to earn that has been Joe Flacco. What do you think he does tonight?
1: See, I don't think DeMar Hamlin should even be in this conversation. I'm with you, God you, dude. bless him. We're not supposed but, to say
2: that, but I'm with you, dude. You know, he's inactive
1: most weeks. You know, I just you know, I think you know to earn this you I, like be on the field. So yeah, uh, Flacco's story's been unbelievable. His average game, Sean, three hundred twenty-seven yards, two and a half touchdowns, mm. and you know, it powering teams into the playoffs. But and I've got him on one of my one of my championship teams for this week. I'm benching him, and it's because the Jets they're such a good pass defense and such, and more importantly, such a bad run defense. You know, Kevin Stefanski at heart is a run-first coach, and this is a perfect opportunity. They're going to get ahead. Trevor Simeon's going to offer nothing from the Jets' offense, and they're just going to pound the ball. The Jets see the second-most rushes per game, 31 per game. So you know Stephansi's going to run this thing like crazy. I think both uh, Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford looking at heavy, heavy usage here. Flacco's been throwing his arm out of socket. I think they're going to rest him up for a lot of this game and just let the running backs do their thing.
2: So what does that do if I've got Amari Cooper? Obviously, he's got to be going up against Sauce Gardner tonight.
1: That's right, and that's a huge problem. And by the way, heel injury, we don't know for sure what his status is going to be, but Cooper is so tough, they could amputate the foot during the (laughs) coin toss, and I think Amari Cooper would end up playing in that game. But it's a tough matchup against Sauce Gardner. Get this, since week three, the average game in – Sauce Gardner's coverage is one catch for 12 yards. Wow. And you're probably thinking, and Sauce plays one half the field. So you're probably thinking, Charge, you're a moron. They'll just put him on the other side of the field. But The catch there is DJ Reed's on the other side of the field. He's almost as good as Gardner is. Since the opening, he gives up two catches for 23 yards in his coverage. That's it. So there's really nowhere for Amari Cooper to hide in this matchup. It's a really tough spot. And I don't think we're going to get the Amari Cooper of last week with the two hundred and whatever fifty yards.
2: Charge, awesome stuff, great insight. That's why you are the best. Hey, real quick before you get out of here, while we're talking about the Browns,
1: are they for real? Like, do we think they could win playoff games this year? Oh hell yeah! Who wants to, to who wants to play them right now? They're they're going as well as any team in the AFC. You know, if if this Joe Flacco, you know, the the playoffs aren't going to be too big for Joe Flacco. Been in the playoffs a bunch of times, and it's it's such. I think right now. They're, I think they're the team in the AFC that people don't want to face because you get the great defense, you get great coaching. Steven, Kevin Stefanski deserves to win Coach of the Year, and I'm I'm a believer in what I've seen in Flacco for this last month. So, yeah, that's they're going to make some noise.
2: And that's how wide open it is. You say nobody wants to face Cleveland. Lots of people don't want to face Buffalo. I'm maybe yeah. a homer, but I still think people are scared of Kansas City. Charch, you're the best, man. Paul Charchin of
1: com. Thanks, brother. Thanks, John. Bye-bye.